What up, listeners? Joey Svensson here. Excited for you to meet two of my friends, Natalie Pagon. I like saying her last name like that. Pagon. Even comes from the throat a little bit. Pagon. Kind of like the Godfather. And John O'Hearn. Two friends of mine. We, uh, we, we actually sat down last week and recorded a bunch of conversations you'll be hearing over the course of the next month how the album Jesus is King broke Natalie's heart. These guys taught me a lot of politically correctness terminology, things that I just have been hearing, words and phrases, and I just didn't know what people were talking about, and I never figured it out for myself. <laughs> and we talk about crazy, violent, gory movies and whether or not they're beneficial. Lots of stuff coming your way. I'm excited next week. My brother and I are dropping our 2019 top albums as well as our favorite band, Countdown. Love you guys. Enjoy the show. All righty. We're here with two friends of mine, Natalie. Natalie, is I want to say Pagan, or is it just Pagan? It's technically... Pagan. Pagan. Oh, that's cool. Because <laughs> pagan kind of sucks. That would really suck for you. Natalie so, Pagan. So many people think that that is like how you pronounce it. And their initial reaction is, that's a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I think it's worth telling uh, the listenership that. Uh, so John here, <clears throat> I asked, I said, but in, in, in all fairness, I think it was one of those situations where one, one brave person raised their hand in the classroom and everybody else was thinking the same thing. So Natalie was thinking the same thing. But John said, Joey, I really got to ask you, um, I say the F word a lot and I need to know, <laughs> I need to know what you're looking for in this show. And so we had, we had a good little uh, F word discussion. <laughs> That's right. There were were F words to fly in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's interesting because I've never really talked about this specifically. But, yeah, I do kind of see this show as kind of having a a, a substantial straight-laced listenership, even though people know how I feel about foul language. Uh, My brother and I, we've always bleeped out the F word. But this could get a little tricky, especially considering Natalie is like every other word. I mean, I am going to try my best. See, right there. If I talk a little slower, it's because I'm genuinely trying. You you missed an opportunity, Natalie. I really thought you were going to say, I'm going to try my best. That's how you know that I'm here for y'all. Okay. Cool, John. So I, I'm, I'm sure there's listeners here that have heard you on your podcast, but I actually don't know. Sure. Are, are you still affiliated with Church and Other Drugs? I know it's not um, as much. I don't think. Well, Jed and I had a huge falling out. No, we actually are no. No, I'm just joking. I was no, like, we're still, what? Still broed out. <laughs> not another <laughs> fallout. <laughs> I no, 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 no. I was like, no, the super... boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're super great. Um, we still text all the time. No, it's uh, Jed has kind of just always taken the reins on that, yeah. and scheduling has gotten difficult. And so it's, um, I pop on there from time to time. Uh, but it's it's really Jed's baby. And yeah. So he's rocking and rolling. And um, yeah, for those of you guys who haven't heard, Church and Other Drugs is an awesome podcast about kind of the intersection of Christianity and spiritualism and, uh, free. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to be, like, pissed at me for, like, having you on here, right? I mean. No, well, uh, what I told him was, it's like, hey, man, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> and, uh, um, no, not the at all. The LeBron statement. So, that's right. That's right. Natalie, I did want to. No, have... he's good. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Natalie, oh, I want to. Um, <laughs> Natalie, how are, like, in. Obviously, a lot of people know what I went through the last six months or so, and Priscilla and I just talked. I think we're going to finally sit down this Thursday and start to talk about that whole saga deal. But you did you experience some postpartum pretty significantly? Am I correct? And first of all, when when was uh, when did I, I don't I've lost track of time, so I don't even know when you had your baby. So I had already um, in July. July 7th, 7-7, um, but I had her on July, and my job was like, hey, man, here's two months off, and I was like, dope. Um, I had a C-section, so it took a long time to recover, um, and like, I had gone to the doctor, you know, it's an ongoing process when you're pregnant, you go to the doctor a lot, and they had to talk to me about like how postpartum is a thing that could happen because I've had depression in the past. And they're like, hey, please be aware. These are the warning signs. Yeah. And of course, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. And I thought I was fine. Um, I ended up going back to work after two months. And because I need money, you know, as one does. Um, so I went back to work. And then I was like, there were just days where I was having a really hard time. And after a while, things started to get kind of like super hazy whenever I wasn't home. And I always just felt like I wanted to be home. Right. And um, I worked at the time. I worked at Apple for years. and um, Or the fruit stand, as we like to call it. Um, so I'd been <laughs> at the stand for a long time. <laughs> and um, it's really cool because where I, the, I work at a mall that has um, like a nursing room and like all these things. So I would pump there because I was um, like breastfeeding at the time and it was launch. I'll never forget. It was launch weekend last year and I had only been back at work for like two weeks and I was like in one of the rooms pumping or whatever and I heard a baby cry and it sounded just like her Oh! and I had a really bad anxiety attack, like really, really bad. I... Were, you, hear, were you hearing things or was it a real baby somewhere? It was a real baby. Okay. It was a real baby. Cause like the room is like open and they have like little like stalls. Yeah. So families come in there all the time. And so I heard a baby that I swear to God was like, that's my child. Um, but it wasn't and she was fine. But my brain just freaked out and I like went back to work, like, like couldn't breathe type anxiety and I was, they were like, come to the manager's office, just try to catch your breath. I was in that office for like 30 minutes, crying and like hyperventilating. Uh. And they were like, bro, you need to like, f- we got to figure this out. So I got water and eventually I calmed down and they were like, go home and please call this helpline. Because like, I feel a lot of ways about the company, but genuinely like the people that I work with care for the people that they work with. And they offer this like helpline um, where if you need to talk to a therapist in an emergency, you can. So I called them in the car and like it just kept happening. I just kept freaking out. And um, there was a lot of like weird repression stuff that I was going through and separation anxiety. Yeah. 
and postpartum that I didn't even really know that I had until like I stepped out of it and was like, oh, yep, that's a thing that I have. Um, They gave me like eight sessions with a therapist who saw me the first couple of times and was like, hey, man, you need to not be working right now. You need to go home and be home. So I took another month off and got to stay home with Artie, which was honestly like the best thing I think I've ever done. And the only reason that I did it was because a therapist told me to do it. Right. Um, Who would have thought after all that studying, therapists were actually helpful. It's (laughs) crazy. The thing about it is like, so my family, like I'm fairly certain my sister also had postpartum, but just never got diagnosed or like went to go see anybody about it. But there's a lot of history with that that like people just don't talk about, yeah. which I found out was a thing after I had it because I had a friend on the pot that I've had a friend um, who uh, she had just given birth like oh, two weeks after me, and I was like, "Hey, how are you doing? It's kind of crazy on my end. How are you?" And I noticed that a lot of the things that was happening to me and like how I felt were happening with her, and I had asked her if she had thought about going to therapy about it. And she said that, like, her husband did not want to hear the words postpartum at all. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. And I was like, Uh... what? But I think it was just one of those things where, like, from what she explained it, the way she explained it, it sounded like um, he didn't understand depression at all because he had himself gone through depression, but their depression looked very different. Right. And to him all depression probably felt like how his was, even though hers obviously manifested very differently and for different reasons. Um, so, you know, I told her like, if you have a chance, please go. Cause it's literally saving my life. Totally. Totally. Um, it got yeah. to a point where I was literally like at work, like, and it's stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like I know I have a good life. Right. Logically. I know that I love my child, I love my husband, I have a great family, a great support system, but I was at work one day like, I could leave and no one would care. Yeah. And I knew that was not true or fair, but that is genuinely how I felt. Yeah. You you know, it's it's crazy too, is I was talking to a, a friend of mine, he's a dermatologist, but super smart guy, knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And he said this, and it was like one of those things that it's just right in your face, you know this to be true, but then how he said it, I was like, because Priscilla and I, we, we really do feel, I mean, as, as cheesy as it sounds or whatever, with what we went through, we do feel like we have kind of acquired some sort of a calling as far as destigmatizing mental illness. It's just because the, the stuff that we've just walked through, and I, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. And, uh, but Michael, he, he said, he's like, Joey, just the fact that medication, therapy, and your ECT treatments actually helped fix you should be very telling to people the physiological aspect of it all. I mean, yeah. like just the fact it's that you responded huge. to all of that should be, you know, because honestly, therapy by itself would not have cut it. And I would say the medication and ECT treatments for me without therapy, it, it just it would have been very limited. Like, I, I, I don't think I would be as whole as I feel right now without the talking stuff. You know, it's crazy because I y'all know me. Y'all know I've been straight edge like my whole life pretty much. I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, whatever. I'm real big on like not doing drugs or not altering your body chemistry. John's been straight edge his whole life also. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I said that for benefit of John. Um, <laughs> but 
Hey, but congratulations. Um, You've been straight edge for 11 years. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, going on 11 years, actually. Man, timelines. Um, but um, my, the therapist was like, hey, man, how do you feel about doing antidepressants? And I was like, mm, big red flag. And she was like, okay, so I'll put you on like a really light dose. Yeah. Just try it out for a month. Just see how you feel. And I tried it. And I genuinely believe that even though the dose was so low, it helped a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, um, you know, speak, speaking of therapy, I actually was telling someone today, I think we were talking about it. And I remember the first, so the, the current therapist that I have right now, I literally, and I mean, people know how I feel about God. I mean, at the end of the day, I kind of give, you know, God the credit for stuff, but he made this therapist. And so I am comfortable with saying this therapist has rescued me from a lot of stuff. I think at, 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 to some level, I could even say she saved my daggum life. And it, what's so crazy is the first three times that I saw her, I even felt like chemistry is the biggest thing. I think a lot of people, they've gone to a therapist, they didn't feel you know, like connected or whatever, and then they just wrote the whole thing off. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes you need to shop around because yeah. chemistry really is a big deal. But I almost felt with her that I didn't have chemistry. But every time I went home, I felt a little better. And, yep. and, and I had to attribute that to sitting down with her for an hour. And so I was like, I'm, I'm crazy not to keep going. And now, I mean, I feel like there's just unbelievable chemistry. I'm a little like, get, get this. Like she's helping me with my anxiety and she happens to be pretty old. And so I'm a little anxious that she's going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Poor me. I'm like, please don't retire. You help me so much. <laughs> Stay with me. All right. Uh, so you guys are feeling loose and I, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking about podcasting and so John, you've, you've been doing this for a good little while. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is how people listen to a conversation and on like on the other side of the things, like the people that are actually having the conversations on the podcast, there's been so many times where I have rethought something that I've said and given the fact that I podcast, I've always podcasted with people that, you know, know me well, I've said things and rightly assuming that they know what I'm talking about. But then when I think after the fact, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never even thought how that would come across to like a bunch of people that don't know me. And then I start thinking about it and then maybe even, you know, people will comment on it. And, and I, I was thinking to myself, you know, the, the big thing is that people listen to conversations and in natural, real conversations that people are part of, they can say, whoa, 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 wait a second. You just said such and such, like explain that a little bit more. Well, with podcasting, they can be thinking that, and then just make an assumption because they can't ask. But like, have you ever had those sorts of situations where you've said stuff and you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I think a couple of times, I think, um, honestly you and I are, are a touch different in yeah. that. Uh, I don't care what anybody <laughs> thinks or says or feels, um, to a large extent. So for me, it's like, it's always just been a fun outlet to chat about stuff and, and church and other drugs specifically, um, we didn't even try to make it this way, but we it turned out that we were 
um, a vehicle for people to explore recovery and we're, we're able to um, help some folks along their journey. Yeah. So like there's been some cool stories that have come from that. So like that's, that's what really cool. yeah. has been the driving factor. And like if everybody thinks that John is an a-hole, like that's fine too. Like I don't, you know, right. It's a kind of, kind of am. Yeah. So that's fine. You're a level uh, one though. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 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 Well, check, I mean, check this, this blunder out. So I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I found out when I was when I was going through my major depression, I found out that a guy that we had on Bad Christian, uh, I think a couple of times and on this podcast, at least once, Jared Wilson, he was a pastor and he killed himself in September. And oh. I feel like after I was on the other side of my stuff, I could kind of reflect on that a little bit more. And we weren't like pals. I mean, he was someone that I would text back and forth with a little bit. But I was thinking to myself, you know, a couple of years ago, he came on this podcast and interviewed me and Priscilla about depression and our marriage. And I was like, you know what? I want to kind of do a little tribute and just say a little bit and then re-air that. Well, listen to what happened. So I was I, I, I was a little bit hesitant to ask my brother to do an extra um, you know, project because he had already, you know, put together one. I said, Jared, this will be super easy. It's already edited and everything. It's just an old episode. I'm gonna do an intro, just put the two things together. And he said, Sure, no problem. Well, I didn't listen to the pre-released episode and basically jared wilson had not killed himself he was alive and awake so it was so light and happy and before the actual interview with jared i did a christmas kid book ad and then i had a really happy go lucky trippy intro where i was just like da 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 and just going on and on and so (laughs) when my (laughs) brother When my brother when my brother published this episode, I wanted to see kind of how the intro went and how it kind of eased into the conversation. And here I hear this solemn uh, intro where I am genuinely uh, reflecting on Jared, and it goes into a Christmas book ad, and then it goes into a happy-go-lucky intro. Oh, murder and me. so I immediately go on SoundCloud and I delete it, and then I tell my brother everything. But I was just like. I think I saw like the numbers. It had it had been released for like twenty minutes, but like ninety people had started listening. To it. <laughs> it's so hard because it becomes like, is this in poor taste type right, thing? Right, and it's like, oh, that's rough. Man. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Well, I I think that I said this up at the top, but if I haven't, like the the three of us have become really good friends, in, including our spouses, mainly through our, the time that we spent in, uh, in in house church. Like we kind of started a house church together. And uh, I was thinking about like the early stages of it. And John, you, you were talking about recovery and everything. It actually, did, did you guys think like when Priscilla and I reflect on the early days of our house church, it felt like a church recovery group. Like For it, it sure. literally, yes. like, Hard I mean, yes. I mean, Almost to the point where I want to ask you guys, did y'all ever feel like it's just a little too angry in here right now? <laughs> you know so, what was so interesting is that I think we all kind of got healthy together, I think, in that and that yeah. like in some some people a little bit faster than others or whatever is a group of however many of us there were 10 or 12 of us we all kind of moved forward and through all of a lot of that church angst together. Um but then some new folks were introduced or like had been away and came back. They were really angry still. And I was like, oh man, this is, we we're, were back here? just like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 
and also like are we having are we gonna do that again for right. another two years or however long Dude. it took us to like move through that stuff honestly i feel that in my whole heart um we definitely needed it like yeah Needed it is an understatement. I think everyone that got to go through that together um, for the first like year or so at least, it was like really healthy. But then after a while, I think honestly it was like after I started feeling like okay and coming to terms and stuff, I was like, okay, you can stop now, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but but like John, I don't want to I don't want to speak for Emily, your wife, but I would say if it if it didn't take somewhat of that tone at the beginning, she probably would have felt a little out of place. And, and I would say, oh, sure. and I would say, there's probably a lot of people who would have been the same way. Like like what yeah. y'all both said is so true. It it was needed, and I feel like um, <clears throat> you know it it looks a, a whole lot different right now. I think we're gonna start meeting a little bit regularly again, but. I almost feel like that may have been the main purpose for those three years. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not one to think, you know, if something doesn't last forever, it wasn't any sort of success. I'm like, no, I mean, community can happen in seasons and can really serve a purpose for, you know, that particular season. But yeah, I mean, I like how you said that, John, I really think that we all experienced healing together. I mean, that's, that was very, very, yeah. It was beautiful, and I think you hit the nail on the head. There were some folks, and I think my wife probably the most maybe of anybody, if if there wasn't a place for her to be, like, open and pissed and, like, all of those things. And, and not like, feel judged and, like, calm down oh, sure. sort of thing. Yeah. For exactly. Sure. Um, she wouldn't have gotten to move through that stuff, and we wouldn't have come back. Like, we, I wouldn't have been able to come back. Right. Um, with our whole family, and so it's a it was a beautiful period of time. I think, yeah, in, our, really in all of our lives, it really yeah. was. Yeah, and and for our listeners' sake, I mean, we're talking. You know, some people in the group went through some extremely heavy, specific things in their church upbringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, hurtful, mm-hmm. abusive stuff. I mean, I think my journey was was kind of more of a unhealthy pattern consistently for year after year after year after year, but not like one specific you know, act of abuse or something like that. But I mean, there are people in our group who really did experience some super, super hurtful things. And it was just such a healthy thing to hear other people that weren't saying, Hey, screw Jesus and Christianity. I'm done with it. But I really am pissed at all this stuff and I got to talk about it. You know, I I hate, uh, this sounds so egocentric, but I, I just tend to be someone I'm really, curious about this sort of thing like after becoming good friends with people like I am with you guys I'm really just so curious about like what y'all thought early on like I'll give you an example my first year of teaching when I was 22 years old you know at the end of the year I got to know the principal really well and I said Miss Kane I said I'm I'm curious what was what was your first impression of me when uh when I did my interview <laughs> I'll never forget. She said, well, I'll tell you this. You almost didn't get the job because you slouched the whole time. And I said, <laughs> I said, Miss Kane, I'm so sorry. But I mean, here's, here's the thing about me is like, I do not get nervous about interviews speaking in front of people. So I'm just so relaxed. But I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean that, you know, disrespectfully, but that was like super interesting. But like, I'm just curious, like when, when you guys started to get to know me, were y'all like this, 
he's just a goofball dumbass or, or just like, I, you know, I, I really don't know. And, and uh, I think another element of this too is I really do mean this genuinely. <clears throat> and I, I don't think I, by, by any means, I don't think I'm the only one that's like this, but I do think there's a lot of people where their identity is like pastor, like I'm a pastor and they want to put that out and, 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 you know, they, they want people to see them in, in different ways and everything. I have to remind myself sometimes that I have this role that people look at me a little bit differently and I pretty much am consistently trying to shy like trying to correct people into correct thinking about I'm just a person but I literally forget honestly and not in a not in a way where I shirk my responsibilities and I'm irresponsible with all of it but I really do I I just forget sometimes but I'm just curious like early on like John you and I had lunch one time when we got to know each other for the first time Natalie and uh, AJ I think you guys came to these you know, beer and theology stuff that, you know, Toby and I were doing at the time in Charleston and stuff, but maybe it's a very boring question. Maybe you're like, what in the hell are you talking about? John, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) I I think what's, what's interesting is like, I haven't been in, and I, besides our house church, I haven't been regularly to church since like my junior year of high school. Right. Yeah. So Joey, the pastor was never a thing for yeah. me. What was interesting is that um, Jed actually had turned me on to Bad Christian, and I'd been listening to. I was like, I, "This is the sort of brand of brand, or the the type of open mindedness and forward thinking that I can get behind." Um, and so I had been listening to the podcast for a, a while, and right. so I I felt like and probably did know a whole lot about you and how. You, were before I met you, right? What yeah. was funny was we went and we sit down at lunch and you'd ask me questions and I'd answer them and I was like, should I just ask him questions that I already know the answers to? <laughs> like I've been listening to this dude's life for six months. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like pretend like I don't know. Like I don't know what I don't know what to do. And so um that was kind of the you know first impression was the podcast. Yeah, but, that makes but sense. But it was uh that makes sense. a weird thing. And so um that's only ever happened one there's a guy here local in Charleston who who found me through my through church and other drugs and um and I had this I got to sit on the other side of the table from that interaction right um and it was really it's just a funny thing yeah yeah it's that's like when I've got close friends of mine who keep up with my podcast and, you know, I'll, I'll see them maybe a dozen times a year and I always forget we're talking and stuff. And, you know, I'm asking them questions on how life is going and then I'll start telling them. They're like, dude, we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> uh, Natalie. I, I think for me, okay. So for us, it was super weird. Yeah. Um, just because we had listened to the podcast for like, a hot minute. Yeah. And when we moved to Charleston, I think AJ had said like, dude, I think they go to the senior frogs like right next to our house. Isn't that super weird? And I was like, yeah, man. And then <laughs> there was um, a point where we had heard about church and other drugs. I don't remember how, I think he got an invite on like Facebook or something. I don't know, but we were, we went. And then when we got to know you, we were like, he's super chill. He's I, in my head. I was like, he's so Southern, (laughs) (laughs) which like is not a negative thing, but so Southern, such a Southern boy. 
Um, I, then, I take I take pride in that. I don't even know what you mean, but I, <laughs> but I like it. It's like Ryan Amick. You know, like he's such a good old boy, such yeah. a Southern boy. It's like that vibe. It's a good vibe to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, it was just really funny because I guess like it is, like John said, it's weird because you feel like you're having a one-sided conversation for like a really long time. Yeah. And then you meet the person and you're like, oh, they're like a human. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just thought, I, I thought, I'm not going to speak for AJ, um, but I thought you were like a chill, sometimes pastor serving guy. Yeah. And yeah, I can see that. That was straight. Yeah. <laughs> Word up. All right. So I, I want to wrap this thing up here in a second. But John, I did want to like sincerely say, I think I commented on your Facebook post, but like as someone who, didn't go through addiction and stuff. Like I, I don't know what it was like to be in that space. And I don't know what it's like to be able to like, look at a calendar and be like, I'm 11 years. It's 11 years. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. 11 years removed from something that could have killed me. So kind of tipping my hat to you and you know me and I probably, I mean, probably some of the questions I'm going to ask you, I've already asked you before, but like at this juncture, are you just so uh, taken and happy and, and satisfied with the fact that you've been able to beat this? Or are there ever times when you're like, gosh, a, a stiff drink would be really good right now? Or, or, or you know, do you, ever have, do you ever have the thought of, man, I wish, I wish I could be, quote, unquote, normal, like some people can just enjoy a, a, you know, a couple of beers with some friends? Like, do you ever have those sorts of regrets? Um, yeah, I don't know that I'd call them regrets, yeah. but I do, I think depending on the day and, um, and just like, I think anything with people, uh, this is like a human condition thing. It's like dependent upon my spiritual fitness, like how connected I feel with God, my, my gratitude level or, or how content I am varies from day to day, from minute to minute. And so, um, I will say that there are days that I get home from work and I never think about drinking. Really, drinking doesn't appeal to me. It's gr- I find it like, well, I think about the way that I drink, oh, the way that I drink, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah. And what, and um, what do you mean by that? Just getting totally hammered and then waking up the totally next morning. Totally hammered, like brown liquor and like copious amounts of it's just gross, like debauchery and vomit everywhere it's just like bad you know it's not pretty it's not like yeah it's not um it's not like a gentleman with like a bourbon in a rocks glass it's not how i drink (laughs) you know what i mean and so like that's uh so drinking doesn't appeal to me i used to do a lot of um hard drugs like those don't appeal to me either but from time to time i have a hard day at work i'm like man i would love to roll a blunt and watch Netflix yeah. with my wife. Right. Like that sounds awesome sometimes, but but most of the time I'm like it, it doesn't it doesn't cross my mind. Yeah. It's um it's been I'm super far removed from it. Um everything in, that's good in my life has come from me being sober, um and I'm still really active in twelve step programs and twelve step work and stuff. So it's 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 something that doesn't cross my mind off yeah, at all. I think and, you told me this before, but uh, correct me if I'm misquoting you, but didn't you say one time, like you, you know, you're, you're not even guessing, you know, that if you would roll up a blunt, it would not stop there. 
Like, am oh, I for correct? sure. I'm 100% because because I've tried and not in this 11 years, right. but like before, I would try to just smoke weed. Right. And I've and tried it hundreds out. of never once. Like maybe yeah. for a a day. Yeah. You know, it's like it never. I my Dang. my addiction had gotten rolling so hard that like anything that would um got loosen up my mind i would be drinking or popping pills or doing coke or whatever like s- super soon after yeah. i would i would start smoking weed yeah so yeah um while that in and of itself is is appealing to me it's just i have to play the tape through and it uh it never's pretty yeah you know yeah i feel you yeah right. go ahead natalie so- i see you're about to say something you're on the edge of your seat there go ahead girl I think. Oh, wait a second. I said girl. I'm sorry. Woman. It's Uh, she, her. What am I supposed to say? Look at you. I'm so proud. My pronouns. I, I, I promise you, I am like overly sensitive with wanting to not come across uh rude like i really want to 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 learn all that stuff like i'm not the type that says screw that i'm not playing by all those rules but i don't understand the rules i don't like when i see twitter stuff of people saying she her i don't i don't know what they're talking about we can 100 percent have that conversation thank you because (laughs) i would love to have that conversation um i've gotten i've gotten i'm sorry for keeping interrupting i've gotten blasted on twitter for for uh, and I think this comes with my my southern thing is like I'll say I'll I'll say hey man it's so awesome to see that blah 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 and get blasted like how dare you call me man and make assumptions and all this stuff and I'm like I promise you that was the uh, last yeah. thing on my mind like that that's that's the same thing as saying hey friend but I get it but, but I used to greet people like that yeah. at the store whenever they'd come in I used to be like. Hey man, like right. to anyone, right? To the point where one of my managers was like, "Hey, if you could like <laughs> not, that would be great." <laughs> um, oh, but what I was gonna say before was, um, I think John knows this, but um, when I say like that, I was straight edge for. I'm so it was funny. I got confused earlier because you said that John had gone eleven years, and I'm going on eleven years of like just not doing anything so i was like oh yeah me too like a dummy um (laughs) but (laughs) um i think about like how i have like a good chunk of friends that have gone through like you know 12 steps and stuff and it's literally saved their life um john and his wife um jed and his wife um but um i have such a weird perspective on that to me um because i drank a lot as a teenager and um had seen like my family drink a lot like a lot a lot yeah and um kind of realized that like it just was never something that i wanted to have a struggle with so i preemptively decided to just like not and i listened to a lot of minor threat when i was younger so (laughs) i was like uh yeah i'm just gonna call it a day and so like i just don't do that so the idea of someone that go, like genuinely struggles through that but chooses to come out of that every day like having not is beautiful and i'm very 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 proud of you oh, oh thanks oh shit oh man <laughs> we just we just gotta end it there and i'm gonna have to put some nice beautiful music <laughs> <laughs>